Okay, so for those of you who are listening from outside the United States, you might be a little bit confused as to how I could possibly get an episode just out of the subject of black currants, but that's because you know what they are and you have very likely tasted them before, whereas most Americans likely have not. So black currants are native to much of Europe and Northern Asia, and they grow, as many berries do, on a shrub or a bush, and a single bush produces about 10 pounds of them a year. So the berries are harvested and they can be eaten straight off the bush raw, but most of the time they're turned into jams or juices and put into a variety of dishes, and I'm guessing that pies are probably included here. Despite their name, the berries are not actually black, they're more of a really, really dark purple, and the skin is very glossy. But like pretty much any plant, the black currant bush can get diseases and can also harbor and spread them. Now, unless the plant is outright poisonous to us, we usually don't pay too much attention to these types of things, particularly not pests, unless and until they happen to cause bigger problems problems for the ecosystem, in which case the repercussions are usually felt by humans eventually. But first, a bit of history. Prior to the early 1900s, black currants were grown in the United States, primarily in New York State. During this time, they were quite popular as the flavor is quite tasty, but in spite of their appeal, it wasn't enough to save them once they became an economic threat. So at this point in US history, the early 20th century, the logging industry was booming. But around 1909, there was a real surge in competition that resulted in farmers buying cheaper seeds from abroad in order to try to keep up with demand and stay ahead. Specifically, they wanted to grow all of the pine trees quickly and preferably on the cheap. Now, I am from the pine tree state, so of course I know about the diseases that affect pine trees. No, I, I don't, not really. One of which is a parasitic fungus known as blister rust, and that has an interesting and very specific infective cycle. Once a white pine gets it, it doesn't just spread it to the next tree. It's actually got to go through another host first, specifically a plant of the ribes species. Once it goes through there as a vector, it can then be spread back to the pine needles. Now the ribe species includes plants that produce gooseberries and several types of currants, including, you guessed it, black currants. Naturally, once people in the timber industry circa 1909 figured out that black currant seeds could serve as a vector for this pine plague, they decided that the only reasonable course of action to take was to completely ban black currants from being in or on US soil. So they did. And this was basically to save the logging industry. Now, obviously there are pine trees elsewhere in the world that are therefore susceptible to the fungus, including in Europe, where black currant has always been and remains a very popular flavor. But the US logging industry is quite specifically dependent on pine trees and therefore has continued to enforce the ban for nearly a century. Thus, many Americans aren't familiar with the berry by name and certainly not by taste. Now, the federal ban was 
lightened in the 1960s and then referred to individual states. But as many states like Maine, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts that produce a lot of pine trees have continued to strictly enforce it, it has kept black currants from becoming particularly well-known or popular. Although it is possible to get products elsewhere uh, that are flavored with black currant, people are kind of starting to discover it, and it does have a lot of like antioxidant properties, so people who are really interested in the health benefits are starting to get more interested in it, but it is nowhere near as popular or as well-known or well-sampled as it is in Europe, which personally I think is a terrible misfortune because I went to England on a school trip in high school some 10 years ago, and I will tell you that ever since I have been trying to recreate the delectable nectar that is Ripena. <laughs>